In today's episode, you're going to hear from Elizabeth, a stress and emotion coach. She's going to be discussing some emotional regulation and calming strategies you can use to help you become a more calm and patient mom. This will be the first of a two-part series. I hope you enjoy it. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, life isn't a sitcom and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks to keep your sanity in check. So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing Podcast. Episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb, throw chaos out the door, and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm so glad to be here. I love to share with moms things that I've learned that have been really helpful for me. Great. I'd love to hear um, more about what you do and um, a little bit of your background before we get into our topic. All right. Sounds good. So I'm Elizabeth. I have four kids, three boys and a baby girl that I had this summer. So I'm really excited. I got my girl. I've been wearing bows on her, like bows and flowers, you know, on the headbands, like every single day, every single day, because I'm so excited to have a girl. And um, I'm really passionate about emotional wellness for moms. So a few years back, I ended up going to therapy because my youngest son was really tough for me. I had a really hard time getting him to cooperate, and he was just... Um, taking so much of my energy, I was constantly on guard, like he was getting into things all the time. And so I went to counseling for that. And in that counseling, they were teaching me about um, creating an emotional connection with your child. And if if you have a good emotional connection, more likely to cooperate. Like in the example she gave me, she's like, if you had a hard day at work and then your husband planned a date and took you out and you had a great time with him, you come home and you sit on the couch and he's like, hey, hon, can you get me some water? You're going to be like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll get you some water because you feel emotionally connected with him. You had like a good time together. But if you had a stressful day and then you had tension with your spouse and said some not so nice things. And then you sit down on the couch at the end of the day and he's like, Hey, hon, can you get me some water? Um, you might get up and get him some water, or you might say, you know what, go get your own water. Cause you, <laughs> it created some tension between you two. So having an emotional connection with your child is so important if you want cooperation and, um, just having a good relationship with them. And we, we, I learned a lot about like meeting their emotional needs and validating and empathizing. But what happened is like, I tried to do those things, but it was so hard for me. Like in the moment I could just, it was really hard for me to stay calm and see that he's having a problem and that I need, he needs my help. And so I started to realize that I need to learn to regulate my own emotions because his anger would um, 
trigger my anger. And if I can't stay calm in the moment, I can't help him. And that kind of put me down the path of learning healthy ways to regulate my own emotions. Because I grew up in a family where emotions were kind of just shut down. We were allowed to express positive feelings and that was good, but negative feelings were more like, eh, you know, like if you're angry, go to your room. Like we're not going to like really talk about it or help you in that you know, during that situation. And so I started to learn more about this and it like got me so interested in how to regulate my own hard feelings in a healthy way. And then what can I do for myself to set myself up for success? So I am less triggered. So I am less frustrated because I don't want my kids to remember me as a mom who's constantly on edge yelling and just being snappy. That's not who I want my kids to remember me as. And that's how I got on this journey. <laughs> yeah, it, what came to mind was the people that we surround ourselves with, friendships, family, you know, it, it impacts our emotions. It mm-hmm. happens to me all the time. And I know it's so common to, to feel drained by a specific um, situation because depending on what's happening emotionally with everybody. So this is a really great topic, especially for homeschooling moms. And I wanted to have you on here to talk about that because we have to be on a lot more than moms who have to send their kids to school who get that, you know, couple hour chunk breaks that really can help you calm down and get some time to yourself. We don't really have much time to ourselves unless we learn strategies to build in that time. And if we're not very good at scheduling and creating rhythms in our day, it everything just starts blowing up. And um, that's really one of the things that, that I'm so passionate to help people create that, that time to be able to de-stress. So can we talk about... Um, what would happen when we're in a situation with our kids where we start sensing that we're getting frustrated. And, you know, I know for me in the past, I, I do struggle with blowing up and yelling, but it wouldn't, for me, it doesn't happen right away. It kind of comes out of nowhere. I will not, I will be super calm. And then I don't even realize that it's coming and then I'll just blow up and yell. And then I'll feel so bad because they didn't, I don't even think my kids realized how upset I was getting, but it was all internal until. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so what helps to understand before we get into that is kind of how our human brain works um, with emotions and under stress. So we kind of like, when it comes to emotions, we have like three main parts of the brain. The first part of the brain is like right behind your forehead. And that's, I call it the thinking brain. That's the part of the brain that makes logical and positive choices. It helps us be respectful and more calm. This is like me and you are talking right now. That's our thinking brain turned on. That's when you can reason with somebody. They can listen to your perspective. That's our thinking brain. Um, Right behind that is our emotional part of the brain. That is where a lot of big feelings live. That's when you are getting overwhelmed, when you're getting stressed, when you're frustrated, 
when you're getting triggered by your child not cooperating, when you feel kind of out of control, your child's not listening, you're shifted into the emotional part of the brain. And that part of the brain doesn't make really good positive choices. That's when you start being like kind of snappy and short and disrespectful and like telling, I don't care what you want, get out of here. You know, that's that part of the brain where it only sees our perspective. It doesn't see their child's need and the importance of it. It only sees what we need and like how we are right and everyone else is wrong. But that's when we can like, we use our words, like it's going to come out in negative words. And then our survival part of the brain is all the way back around our brainstem. That's when babies are born, that part of the brain is developed already. And that's fight, flight, or freeze. That is like when you see a toddler throwing a tantrum on the floor, that's survival part of the brain. Their thinking brain is completely shut off and they it's they're throwing a crazy tantrum. And so when that happens sometimes with us, this is when you physically want to hurt your child. That is your survival part of the brain. Like I still have those moments with my kids where I am triggered so much. Let's say it's usually when one of them hurts the other one and I just like want to hurt that original one that like, you know, did the hurting like, and it's that comes out under stress because you're in the fight, flight or freeze mode and it comes out the fight mode. And so when we shift from our thinking brain to emotional part of the brain or survival part of the brain, what happens is our logical thinking part of their brain literally shuts off. So if we're triggered or we're under stress, we shift into, let's say, irritation, frustration, we feel out of control, our thinking brain shuts off, and then we want to make a positive choice, but it almost feels like we can't. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation with your kids, but I definitely have is like, I know what I should do. I know what I should say, but it's almost like this negative behavior out of me comes out. I'm like, oh, that's not who I want to be. That's not what I want to say, but it just almost like comes out and it's like, oh, I feel like I can't even control myself. Like, have you ever experienced that? Yes. I've had conversations about that specific thing um, in parenting with friends and that's the worst. It's like an hour body experience. Yeah. Yes. And so that's because our thinking brain is completely shut off and we're and our emotional or survival part of the brain is turned on and it, it's not able to make positive choices. So now that we kind of know what's going on, there are some things that I like to teach moms that you can do proactively um, to support yourself. So you are more regulated to begin with because there are certain things that will easily get us triggered. And then things that we can do in the moment when we start noticing that we're getting on edge, we're getting frustrated, we're noticing we're getting a little snappy, like things that you can do in the moment to help yourself calm down and for your thinking brain to turn back on. So one of the easiest things that I think a lot of us miss is a proactive thing that we can do is meet our basic needs. And that is getting enough rest and eating meals. And <laughs> two of them. Is, 
things to do. Those are two things to do as homeschooling moms that work also. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so, so challenging. And like right now I have a little baby. So that's also a little bit extra challenging, but I try to, as much as I can prioritize um, sleep and getting meals, because if I'm sleep deprived and if I'm hungry, I am not a nice person. I'm sorry. I'm just not. And the reason is, is because it's a basic need that's not met in your body. So your brain goes into threat mode and it shifts into emotional or survival part of the brain. And there's nothing you can do to stop it besides meeting that need. I once heard this either it was on a podcast or something. And I was talking to a friend about it last night. I said, a lot of times in the Christian community, things are really spiritualized. So if a mom is like, you know, irritated or frustrated with her kids or like, oh you know you're being sinful or you're saying sinful things and it's like it's really spiritualized that she's just like you know being sinful and I'm like you know what sometimes you just need some sleep it's not a spiritual issue you literally just need some sleep and you will be so much nicer and be so much better So let's not minimize the impact of that. And I try as much as I can just eat what my kids eat. And when I, whatever I make for them, you know, make for myself as well. And um, let's treat ourselves the way we treat our kids. We don't have our kids go to bed at two in the morning and, you know, wake up and have some coffee and then a handful of gummy bears at two in the afternoon, like, and then expect them to be their best and learn their best and focus and behave their best. And so let's kind of treat ourselves the way we would treat our kids and, you know, get enough rest and, um, yeah, eat meals. So that, That's one of the reasons why I'm um, very, very focused on meals for myself and avoiding sugar because, I know I've recognized the way it makes me feel and I want, I don't want that. And as I know that I'm not a good mom, when X, Y, Z happens, I've recognized it and I try very hard to avoid things that are causing me to blow up and be frustrated and feel anxious. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, a simple but challenging thing, yeah. but that will really, really impact how your your tolerance with like um, being more patient. It will really, really help out. Um, the other thing that I tell my moms is like commitments. Sometimes we overcommit, and if we have a lot of things going on and. I feel like I'm still learning myself, like finding that balance with kids. Um, They want to do certain activities and it's like, you want to help, you want to make them happy by having them sign up for activity, but then at what cost? If it's causing so much strain in your family in the evenings and causing so much stress, it when we're rushing constantly and that puts our brain into stress mode that shifts us to emotional part of the brain. And then we're short and we're frustrated and we're snapping, we're yelling, get out the door, blah, blah, blah. And so reducing commitments and having at least like one day a week where you don't have to go anywhere in the evenings or even all day. And just like being at home and just relaxing, I think is so, so important. And And that, yeah. 
I know for, for, um, for us, we, with extracurricular activities and doctor's appointments, a lot of the scheduling issues, you learn it once the bad situation happens. Once you see in hindsight, wow, what was I thinking? Why did I commit to that? And then you feel frustrated and everyone's just a mess and you can't get yourself together because you're in the middle of just a mess that you've created. So sometimes, unfortunately, I think that the most change ends up happening once we are in it and realize we cannot do this anymore. Um, So I'm hoping that if um, someone is new to homeschooling or about to start this journey and they're listening to this, that, that they would from the outset not have to go through that. Like I, one of the things I always do is schedule. Like if we have doctor's appointments, I'll ask the office, do you have Fridays? Like I try to pick a Friday when our homeschooling is kind of light to do something like that so that um, we don't end up having, and it's hard when you have a lot of kids, I don't want to have to go to an appointment. I would like them to all be on one day. So sometimes we have to schedule things like months out, but it's worth it because we don't have to go on all different days. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think like that is a proactive thing that you can do. I think a lot of us, if we actually tune in and pay attention, when we are stressed out, we are not our best self. We don't have moments to ourselves to refill our own cup. We're constantly go, 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 go. Our brain is under stress. Our body's under stress. And it's going to come out in our behavior if we want it or not. It just will. And so that's a proactive way that you can support yourself. And it's going to serve your family so much more. Yeah, your child will be upset if you, let's say, have to say no to an activity. But if that's going to create a more calm, peaceful environment in your home and like more peaceful energy, I feel like that is worth it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so and then the third thing that I teach my moms is to create some stillness in your day. And that looks like I'd say like five minutes a day. And for me, sometimes like I'll, most days I get up before my kids. And so I'll make some coffee and I'll just sit in my office chair, this one, and I'll just take some deep breaths, like literally for five minutes and just, I can either pray or I'll do deep breathing, or I will like visualize, like I visualize Bora Bora you know, where that, that like super calming, like serenity, just super calming environment. And like, I picture the water and like the sand and just as I take deep breaths, it completely like relaxes my nervous system. And so when we kind of, at least, especially in the mornings, when we start our day kind of like relaxed and um, grounded, when things happen kind of out of whack during the day, we're able to stay more in control and grounded just because we started our day that way versus if we just wake up and go into chaos right away. So Mm -hmm. that is like what I like to do for me, but you can also do it. Like if, um, like if if you go to the grocery store and you just pull up and then you sit in the car for five minutes and you do that and, or just, 
you know, have your kids run outside and play outside for a little bit while you sit and have some hot tea, or you can either journal or something that creates like stillness and quiet versus like constantly go, go, go and chaos. And I can tell you one thing, when I first started this, it was so uncomfortable. It, it felt really weird. It's like, I felt like I have to be productive sitting there and just deep breathing felt like I was like, almost like on edge. I'm like, I feel like I need to do something because if your body's not used to it, it will struggle to like stay calm in the beginning. But as you practice it more, you're going to feel more comfortable and you will notice the impact of it once you've tried it and then you stopped and then you're like, oh, like you will see how it positively benefits you if you do it on a regular basis. So it's an extremely difficult thing for me to calm down. And when you say five minutes to me, I'm like, that's not enough time because it takes me five minutes to unwind. So I guess I need to practice that a little bit more. Yeah. And you know, like I, before I had the baby right now, the newborn, I would get up in the morning about an hour and a half before my kids would. And so I would have that whole hour. I would journal, I would read, I would pray. And I had that whole hour to myself right now. It's a little bit unrealistic because I do have a three month old that wakes up multiple times a night. So it's just not really realistic for me to have that whole hour to myself. And during the day when she naps, I mean, I mostly work on the business, so I don't have much like during the day, but there are times where I feel like, oh, I feel like a little bit more on edge and frustrated. I feel overwhelmed with all the things in my head that I want to do and that need to get done. So I will be like, okay, I need to get some stillness. So what I do is I lay down on the floor and with my feet up the wall, I don't know if you ever learned that trick from anyone, but like it sends a blood flow to your brain. And then I will set a timer or like I do like a breath work app that does like deep breathing. And then that also like helps to calm the nervous system down. This is also helpful. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Simply Freeing podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you left a review. Reviews are everything to podcasters. Each review helps this podcast to be shared with more listeners that would really benefit from the content here. 